Well, good evening. It is... What day is it? It's Monday the 18th of November, and this is episode 17 of my Napo Pomo series for 2019. So I'm a little bit behind. I'm hoping that I'll be able to catch up tomorrow. Uh, I'm outside my house, as usual. Um, in the evening, it is 20 past five in the evening, and it's quite brisk. No, brisk is the wrong word. Nippy is the right word. And I'm looking up on a almost completely clear sky. There are stars to be seen in every direction. Oh, especially up. Wow. Um, but I'm also noticing that there are still a couple of houses around here of which their chimneys are smoking. I didn't think anybody still used fires. But it's uh, it's nice to see that there are still some that do. Uh, despite the fact that it's essentially a, a, <laughs> a dirty uh, way of, of heating your house. But, uh, you know, being up in Yorkshire, an old coal mining, coal mining village, it was the way of doing things. And actually, now I think about it, I, I do still see the uh, the coal truck going around delivering uh, coal or whatever the uh, the equivalent is nowadays uh, to people's houses so it's not surprising anyway um on episode 15 i gave the result of the cheese beans jacket potato poll thing and uh, <coughs> Excuse me, I've had a couple of responses. Now, now that I've worked out how to extract the audio out of Anchor, that you're probably not supposed to be able to, but I worked out how to do it anyway. Um, first up, we have some feedback um, that Ruth left uh, as a message on Anchor. Hey Dave, it's Ruth here, uh, enjoying your Napop Pomo posts. Just wanted to chime in with a quick opinion on the cheese versus beans, beans versus cheese debate, because I've noticed there's a bit of a family thing going on with your family with the cheese, beans, cheese. But you're really in the beans and then cheese category, aren't you? And you're just using your first layer of cheese like a butter substitute. So it's like there's kind of an optional layer first, which could be nothing. It could be butter. It could be cheese. But then we're all fundamentally at heart beans and then cheese people, aren't we? Anyway, keep up the podcasting. Really enjoying your Napo Pomo posts, finding them quite inspiring. Um, tempted to get back to the old audio blogging thing myself, but I'll speak soon. Bye. Well, thank you for that, Ruth. Um, no, quite frankly, because I was a cheese beans person before I was a cheese beans cheese person. Um, so I can't accept the, um, the argument of substitution in this particular case. But uh, nice try regardless. But thank you. Thank you for the feedback. Appreciate it. And uh, Simon, SM2N, on Twitter, he sent... Uh, no, he didn't. <coughs> Excuse me. He actually posted uh, for his episode 16. Um, he, uh, yeah, he, he said this. I would listen to a great interest to Dave Lee's podcast from yesterday, or his um, slurpcast, or whatever it's called. But... Um 
about the uh, the great debates on jacket potatoes. Do you put cheese then beans or beans then cheese? So he's been running this poll for a little while and has revealed the results of that poll and he's also revealed the correct answer. And I must say, I'm quite upset about this because he says the correct answer is cheese, then beans, then cheese. And I just don't feel that that's fair. I didn't realise that having multiple amounts of cheese or multiple layers of cheese or indeed beans was an option. To me it was very clear from everybody who responded apart from the people in his family everyone else who responded took it as a question of beans then cheese or cheese then beans didn't they? Maybe there was one other person that said cheese then beans then cheese Okay, but the vast majority of people (laughs) chose between the two options which we thought were on offer, i.e. beans then cheese or cheese then beans. So to find out that you can have multiple layers of any ingredient is, um, I don't know, I just think it's not on. I think it's it's unfair. Um... (laughs) I mean, why not have cheese, then beans, then 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 cheese on top. And an extra layer of cheese. I mean, what if you had one layer of cheese and then some beans, and then a layer of cheese and then another layer of cheese on top? Ah, don't know. And what about mixing it together? Maybe just... Take the cheese and the beans and mix them together and then put that in the in the jack of potato. Would that be another option? I don't know. It just felt to me like there was a an A or B choice. <laughs> oh dear. Well done Dave. Good to know the answer there. Um, I'm glad there's cheese on top actually, that's that's good. Um, yeah, I take that, you know, from from the outside. It looks like I was a winner because I went for cheese on top of beans. <laughs> now, I absolutely loved this. It was brilliant because it was it was taken and responded to in exactly the spirit that I hoped for, uh, which is brilliant. Um, I hadn't considered the, uh, the option of mixing, actually having a cheese-beans mix. Um, would have been an awesome solution to the problem. And then that way everybody is happy. There's no question about which one comes first because they're all mixed together. However, you have the downside of the fact that the cheese would have melted inside the beans by the time you come to serve it. Oh, actually, yeah, that works. Um, But I have to say, uh, sorry, not sorry for how you felt about how the poll was conducted. Um, I was offering the opportunity for my listeners to challenge the um, the scenarios that were given. Some people did offer alternatives, but uh, if if see, the thing is, if you are a beans then cheese person, then as I understand that you are, <coughs> then there's nothing to be upset about because the poll actually found in your favour. So I, I don't think you have uh, a, a genuine uh, point of contention there. But regardless, that made me smile. It made my day. That was such a a brilliant response. 
which I hadn't anticipated, but uh, it was great all the same. So thank you very much indeed for that, Simon. So last night, a new television series started on BBC One here in the UK. And it's... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Do you know, sometimes I wish I started smoking again, then I could justify the cough. Um, it's uh, <coughs> an adaptation, yet another adaptation, of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. Now, I am a great fan of War of the Worlds. Uh, I was introduced to it by my dad. Not the book, the album. I, I know Jeff Wayne's musical version of The War of the Worlds like the back of my hand. I can, when it's playing, I can repeat it. Sorry, I can synchronise with it word for word. That's how much I love it. It's brilliant. It's such an amazing piece of production. And it wasn't until about, I don't know, possibly 10 years ago, that I actually read the book for the first time. And I've got to say, I found the book really, really engaging. I've mentioned before about how it's very often the first version of something that you hear that you tend to hold to and everything else falls short. But that wasn't the case with the book. The book was absolutely brilliant. Um... However, I have not seen or heard any adaptations of The War of the Worlds. And to be fair, I haven't heard the Oscar Wilde... Was it Oscar Wilde? Yes, the Oscar Wilde radio version yet. So I should probably go and dig that out. But I have not seen any adaptations of The War of the Worlds yet that come close to the book. Or, well, or the album. Sorry, the long-playing record, should I say. Double album. Um, the Tom Cruise uh, was it Dakota Fanning L Fanning I can't remember now uh, was was an abomination as it pertains to the War of the Worlds it wasn't a great film either to be honest so when this new oh wow so I've just seen the plough it's absolutely gorgeous is that the plough or the Big Dipper what do you call it is it the same thing I don't know um, yeah so this uh, this new adaptation. Oh, hello. Don't know if you heard that. It sounded like a bike bell. Um, yes, this new adaptation of uh, of All the Worlds, um, which I think is a four part series. Uh, and and again, it is an adaptation. It's not a, a faithful uh, book reproduction. Um, I'm only about. 20 minutes into the first episode and I've got to say so far I'm not particularly struck by it um, I was hoping for something a little bit more faithful to the book I mean it is set in Woking which is true um, it's set in 1908 which I believe wasn't true because um, it was supposed to be in the in the late 19th century not the early 20th century um, and it does talk about, in, in, certainly in the synopsis for, these, for the first episode, um, something landing on Horsell Common in Woking, which again is faithful to the book because that's exactly where it was set. I do believe that H.G. Wells, when he wrote that book, was actually living on Horsell Common, not on it, but <laughs> at Horsell Common in Woking at the time, which is why it is set there. 
but I'll um, I'll feed back to you on on that one once I've had a chance to uh, to watch a bit more of it. But uh, yeah, thus far it's um, not exactly floating my boat, but I'm going to persist with it. Uh, I don't think Caroline will watch it because she'll base her opinion about whether she watches it or not based on my opinion. So. I need to be uh, it, to be properly informed. In fact, I might actually go and finish watching the first episode once I've uh, published this uh, episode 17. So anyway, I have nothing else to say for the time being. Um, I'm actually going to be going back into work tomorrow for the first time in nearly two weeks because I spent almost the entire well, I did spend the entirety of uh, of last week working from home because of illnesses and and flood warnings. It's quite amusing. So on the Monday last week, I was due to work from home anyway, so I did. On the Tuesday and Wednesday, I didn't go in because I was ill. On the Thursday, I tried to go in, but was scuppered by the fact that my car wasn't uh, playing ball. And then on the Friday, okay, admittedly, it was my work from home day anyway, but actually we had a, um, a directive from the office saying that if your journey into the office is not essential then please don't come in because the park and ride nearby where we work had been closed because of flooding and they were reserving the actual car parks at the offices for those people that physically needed to be in the office. So for the purposes of Friday, I was classified as non-essential staff. That's nice to hear, isn't it? Uh, so <laughs> I didn't have to go in anyway. But uh, yeah, I will... Well, I will definitely attempt to go into work tomorrow. And then hopefully what I'll do is I'll do a, a recording um, in the morning for episode 18, which was due today. Uh, and then hopefully maybe in the evening I'll do uh, episode 19 to catch up as well. So anyway, I hope you had a good day. Happy, uh, happy Monday and all that. And uh, I will speak to you tomorrow. See ya.